welcome to the Unknown Connection podcast here on psnconnection.com. I am your host, Matt. Along with me is Killa. Hello. And Breedy. What's up? And uh, Killa, would you like to tell the audience what the PSN Connection and the podcast is all about? Sure. Uh, well, PSN Connection was a club I started back in the days of 1UP. Um, didn't quite turn out the way I wanted it, so I kind of shut it down. And ever since then, I've kind of regretted it, so I've been trying to figure out a way to bring it back. And creating a website was one of those ways. Uh, so far, only thing I know that we're going to do on the website for sure is host the podcast, the Unknown Connection podcast, which you're currently listening to. So that's all i got for now. All right, and then Daydream, anything else you want to add there? Um, yeah... I guess uh, we could do uh, we could definitely do some blogs about gaming, obviously. Right. On the site. Um, other than that, uh, that's all I got for right yeah. now. And on the site right now, we currently have a, a tab set up for calendar in case we want to organize any game nights. Back when we used to do the club on One Up, even the, the the PSN Connection Club and Rock Rock on D's uh, PlayStation Peeps, we uh, we did a lot of game nights and it'd be really a lot of fun to get back into that. So hopefully we'll get that going. Yeah, I miss those days. Yeah, it was a good time. I always want to play Burnout Paradise, and then when I realize <laughs> that it's impossible to get those game nights together, it kind of a that always collapses, and it's kind of a bummer. But anyways, I guess you know we got a lot of stuff to talk about, so we'll just get right into it. And right, we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately. And uh, I guess 3D, you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, two games I recently played: Deus Ex: Human Revolution and Resistance 3. Tell me about Deus Ex. All right. Um, Pretty sweet game. I actually, I was pretty surprised by it because uh, I'd never played a Deus Ex game, and I was really looking to get into them. And I knew this one was a prequel, so I'm sort of, you know, I don't go with sequels unless, unless I I played the first. So isn't it a prequel though? Yeah, it's a prequel. So yeah, so I was I was fine with picking it up, and when I did, I was really surprised because I was actually I was worried about the first person element cuz I'm not a big first person shooter guy but then like once I get into it it's like it's like barely any shooting it's all about stealth like depending on how you play but my play was all about stealth and just like all the augments you could do and the paths you could take in that game it was just it was a lot of fun the story sort of a miss on me i guess i mean i'm not really into the whole conspiracy type stuff and the actual story that took place was a little bit wrapped in conspiracy, little, little twisted, you know, plot-wise, and um, graphics were were just okay. Yeah, they well, good. no, actually, me and Killa, or Killa and I, actually, we uh, we both played this game too, and we kind of had a different, I don't know, opinion on it. I didn't like it at all. I just got it on GameFly, and I sent it back already. I don't know, Killa, do you wanna? <laughs> yeah, I excuse me. I also got it on GameFly. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. I was really looking forward to it. I played the first Deus Ex and loved it. So I was looking forward to this one for a while. Was kind of bummed when it got delayed. But I picked it up and I don't know. Maybe I think I just felt a little overwhelmed. I yeah, played the first mission. No, I agree. And uh. I, I got to the end of the, well, maybe the middle of the mission, and I don't want to spoil the game, but 
something happens and they tell you that they told me that I missed something that I wanted to go back and do. So I actually kept reloading the game like several times. And uh I don't know, I just it it wasn't fun for me. I think at this point I'm not really in the mood for a game with all those type of decisions and choices right now. Yeah, I mean that's mainly what it was for me. I just never had a had the had a desire to play it. I just was I'd be like, Oh, what should I play? And I'd look at my uh Deus Ex disc and just kinda I don't know, I just I didn't really care for the story or the gameplay or just anything and it was just like you said, all a little bit too overwhelming. But we can send it yeah. back to 3D. I just I, wasn't. I definitely have to agree with you guys on the whole overwhelming bit. When when I first got into it, like, you know, the first mission, you're definitely on a clear path, and it's easy to go by. But, like, once you get into that whole open world section, and you get to choose between side missions and the main mission, even on the main mission, you got so many choices between, you know, moral choices, conversation choices, uh, which augments to pick, where to go in the level. Yeah, it was, there was a lot to the game. And you just, you really gotta definitely take your time with it and just slowly walk through it, sort of. Yeah, I just wasn't in the mood for slowly walking through, I just wanted to shoot dudes, so. <laughs> you know. Well then, Resistance 3 would be right up your alley. Well, why don't that you was, talk about that then? That was a great game, I loved it, the, just the, I mean, I, I, I had the same issue with ASX in, in the graphics department. They, they were good, they weren't great. Which, you know, um, I said this in, uh, in my blog, that, uh, you know, in this generation, every game out there is going for great. They're not going for good, they're going for great. And a lot of them are trying for the amazing mark, but, you know, I, I just, for, for Resistance, I definitely threw the graphics aside because the style of the game is just, it's got this very comic booky feel with, you know, sort of Pixar animation type graphics that really just pop with the color palette that they used. And it was just, it, I don't know, it just really struck a chord with me. Plus adding the whole altered timeline history type lesson thing. And, you know, you're definitely selling me on that game. And well, then, uh, you know... You beat it, huh? right? Yeah. Oh, so was that, where do you rank that in with all the other Resistance games? Just by, uh, camp, just by campaign alone. Campaign alone, um, it's definitely it's definitely a tough decision between Resistance Fallen Man and Resistance Three. Resistance Fallen Man, you know, it's the start of the whole series. Of course, it's you know everything's going to be completely original right there, so that's got points right there. The story was very well done, but the main character for me, Nathan Hale, was uh, he was iffy for me, honestly. Whereas Joseph Capelli's character in Resistance 3 was, he was very well done, but he seemed a bit, bit too much changed from, um, from Resistance 2, which bothered me a bit, so. Yeah, see, I, the only reason I ask is because I, I played Resistance Fallout Man, it was one of my first PS3 games, like probably everybody else, and I loved that. And, uh, you know, Resistance 2, I just, the campaign, I couldn't get through it, I still haven't beaten it, so that's why I don't really have much desire to play Resistance 3 right now, so. I yeah, know, that's why I ask. They're actually they're very. Um, I wouldn't say they're very different games, but they are different games because like I definitely had the same thing with Resistance too. Like, it's a shorter campaign. It's very much going towards the whole um, modern warfare type trend. You know, 
two weapons, rushing through a, a campaign that's very short, all about multiplayer. So, I mean, there was definitely dis- disappointment with uh, Resistance 2. Well, uh, l- let me ask you this. Does uh, Resistance 3 have offline split-screen co-op in the campaign? Um, I believe it does have split-screen co-op. I have played co-op with uh, with Trip, so and that was a lot of fun. Looks a little funny. Your characters look a little funny, but, I mean, if you can move past that, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, the only reason I ask is because I bought Resistance 2 just because I was my roommate at the time. We had just finished playing the Resistance Fall of Man co-op and split-screen. And we were like, oh, man, there's a second one. And we ran out and got it and then put the game in and no split-screen. It was a really big uh, yeah, letdown. Yeah. And on top of that, the campaign wasn't that good. But the multiplayer was fun. Yeah, they had uh, they had the co-op and multiplayer, which was pretty yep. cool. That was yeah. eight people. Yeah, tell me about... Uh, eight people co-op. <laughs> tell me about the Resistance 3 multiplayer. What's that like? How is it different than 2? Oh, man, um... It's a few things. It's definitely different. Um, Resistance 2 had it had it down and pat. You know, you had the weapons, and then you just had the leveling system where it unlocked, you know, little extras that didn't do much. Resistance 3 now, it has all the perks, all the weapons, all the upgrades for the weapons. So when you unlock stuff, when once you start unlocking stuff, it's like it becomes so unbalanced right there because, you know... Some players, they'll be at level 5, and they'll have a fully upgraded bullseye, whereas other players, they'll have it more evened out. Like, they'll have a few different grenade options, a few different weapon options, and they won't have any upgrades on their weapons. So it's like, you know, one guy going at another guy with the with the same gun. One of them has it fully upgraded, the other one doesn't, and they're the same level. The upgraded weapon is going to win. Oh, well. I mean, that's kind of like the Uncharted 2 stuff, huh? Where you get all the yeah. with the perks and stuff. But I guess they they probably just got to keep patching it and find a good balance. And hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, they, but, um, I mean, that's not the kind of game you continue playing forever. I mean, is it the multiplayer that fun? It's it's definitely got its fun moments, but uh, the the balancing is definitely uh, it's definitely deterred me a bit from continuing playing it. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like two months down the line, you won't be playing Resistance 3 multiplayer, will you? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so there you go. Well, uh, do you have anything else as far as games you've played? Um, I think that's it. All right, yeah. Killa, you want to wanna share? Uh, yeah, um, I haven't had a lot of time to game lately. Been working like crazy. So. Yeah, we, we haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a few games I have put a little time into is uh, Madden 12, first yeah, of all. Yeah, I've, I've been playing that too. Uh been enjoying it um i i honestly don't know like the big differences between these games anymore year yeah, after year when, when's the last time you bought it madden i yeah. buy madden every year oh well, then there you go <laughs> so it, it, i mean it just seems like minor tweaks to me now but uh one thing i did notice is that this game i'm running a lot more yeah I, the, the running game is vastly improved because i mean the last madden game i bought was 09 so it's been a while for me but i've noticed like I never used to run because I'd just get drilled at the line of scrimmage. But now, I mean, you can if you can pick up the blitzes and figure out where you want to run, then you actually have a chance. Yeah, and I love it because, you know, I'm a Niners fan, of course. And yeah. <laughs> One of with, your uh, only weapons is your... <laughs> yeah, with Alex Smith at QB, it's kind of tough to throw yeah, the we, ball. We, so. we played that one game online, and I won because Alex Smith went nuts, so... Yeah, <laughs> he, he lost all accuracy because it's got that hot and cold streak stuff now. Where if your quarterback's going bad, I mean he's just useless. 
Yeah, that is one thing too. And I've been playing franchise. It's a really big deal in franchise because if you have like one bad game, and next game you start off and if your QB doesn't have confidence, he will totally be cold and yep. he'll he'll be crappy the whole game. See, I haven't I haven't noticed that. I don't I don't mean to brag, but I've been playing <laughs> my franchise with the Packers and I'm undefeated. I think I'm like seven or eight games in, and you know Aaron Rodgers is just unstoppable, man. He's you know, he's red hot the whole time. He's hitting guys down the field, throwing over his body, across his body and everything. It's, I mean, it's not even fair. But, I mean, so what I've experienced with it is, you know, it's too it's too much. But I have a feeling if I was playing with a team that's not, like, the best in the game, maybe it would be a little different. Or maybe I'm just, I have to raise my difficulty or something. I don't know. Yeah, What actually, what uh, level do you play on? I don't know. I think it's all pro. All pro, yeah. I, uh... I kind of switch back and forth. Um, yeah, I usually do too. Like, if, it's really funny if, like, I, if I kill someone like really bad, like a computer. I'm like, oh man, I'm really good. I need to bump up the difficulty, and then I like, get my, yeah. my teeth knocked in. And I'll be like, ah. Eh. But <laughs> yeah, and I lose. It's funny because I'm playing my franchise, and I've, I'm actually done with the regular season, thirteen and three. But if you look at the teams I lost to, it's kind of funny. It's like I lost to like Seattle and the Rams and teams like that, and I I beat like the Cowboys. The Steelers. Um, I don't haven't played your Packers yet. But I have a feeling I'm gonna run into them in the playoffs, but we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I do a lot of running. I don't pass as much as I used to. In the older Madden, that's all I did was pass. Was, I kind of ran like a West Coast offense, which is like a bunch of dump off passes and things like that. But now I'm running Frank Gore. I was averaging about 150 a game. Wow. Until he got hurt. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, let, me, so he, let me ask you something. One of the things that uh, that I had a problem with this year's Madden, I think the commentary is just awful. And you uh, know, what, what I was going to ask is, it, is that, that I think it's Gus Johnson is the guy they have with Collinsworth. Is he new this year, or was he in last year's game? You know what? I believe he was in last year. I'm not 100% sure. Because I, I'll, I'll give him a pass if he's new this year, because with the lockout and everything, he probably didn't have time to go and you know record all this stuff and they didn't know who, what players run what teams because all of the commentary is just super bland yeah and, like it's just like oh this guy did this and like they don't specifically name the characters and that's inexcusable for a game they're charging 60 bucks for yeah i, I the thing i noticed was it wasn't like the uh the bland commentary the thing i noticed a lot of was the actual mistakes they would make oh yeah yeah <laughs> definitely they, i had um Chris, it wasn't even Gus. It was Chris that was calling um, Vernon Davis, who is obviously my tight end, calling him my quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, I had one. I was playing Green Man actually, and he threw this horrible pass, and it was like way over the guy's head, and it was incomplete. It was in the end zone, and uh, Chris Collinsworth goes, and he gets it in for the score, and we were all like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> is that and, something they'd be able to patch though later on? Uh, well, I mean, if they re-recorded more more dialogue i just think that it's just i just think they did a bad job yeah but i mean i to be to be fair usually when i'm playing madden by myself i usually have music playing because i don't care about the the commentary anyways in any sports game and if i'm playing online i have the volume down and i'm talking to whoever i'm playing with so it's kind of just nitpicking but i mean really it's not for the price they charge for a game that they put out every year yeah, I agree. And considering you play, I mean, you, I know you guys don't play, but like MLB The Show, like the commentary in that game is phenomenal. Like, it's really, really good. I mean, they have multiple sound bites on each player that didn't, you know, and it depends on the different situations. And, you know, putting it in comparison to that, it's just, 
it's kind of a slap in the face for the people that like me and you that that bought it. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then uh, every time you start the game, like because I'm playing a franchise, of course I have the same team rolling out every yeah, time. They so say the same thing. Yeah, they always name the one player they want to talk about, and they'll say the same exact thing. Yeah. So like, I think it's kind of it's kind of annoying, but yeah. I'll give it a pass because the game plays. Oh, it's it's still Great. fun. Like I still play it, and you know I've heard people be like, "Oh, it's you know why do you buy that stuff?" I mean, it's I, I'm a huge football fan. I mean, I get excited for football, and I want to play football games when it's not on. So sue me. Yeah. I, you know, it's a fun game. <laughs> exactly. But uh, that's about it for Madden. Um, yeah, if uh, if anyone on here is listening and has Madden and wants to participate in our league, uh, hit us up on our site because uh, we're looking for for people to start up a Madden league. Oh, you can you can put that in the forums. Have a little Madden League we'll, in the forums. We'll put it in the forums. We'll we'll make that happen because we are we we already do the fantasy and the pick'em stuff, and we wanna we wanna cr- complete our football experience and get a Madden League going. So if you're yeah, out there and you wanna play, let us know. Yep, we already have a community going, and um, we'll put the details on the site, like you said. All right. Well, is there anything else you've been playing lately? Um, other than that, just um, Catherine. Uh, I started playing Catherine. Um, I didn't get very far. I think, um, uh, how do they go? Does it go by days it's or by, something like that? By, it's by, like, the nights, because, like, yeah, you, know, you, you, you go into the night and you do the crazy puzzle stuff. Yeah, I think I'm on, like, the second, possibly oh, so third night. Oh, well, I mean, you're still only a couple hours into the game then, huh? Yeah, very early. Well, what do you so, think? <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange game. It's uh, No doubt, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I had no idea what to expect because um, you. No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you have not played Persona four or three. I own them both and have to play either. Oh, that's right. You, you need to get on that. You can <laughs> give you homework or something for next week. Play four. Yeah, I actually haven't even opened them yet. Well, I opened three, but not four, so they're just sitting there. Well, you opened the wrong one, in my opinion. So. <laughs> I uh, back, back to Catherine, though. Sorry, I just was curious. No, it's cool. I mean, because I heard about the block puzzles, and that's about the only thing I knew about the game besides the whole relationship aspect of it. So I started it up, and I got to this crazy block puzzle, and I had no idea what I was doing. What, uh, what difficulty are you playing on? Uh, whatever the default one was i don't freak, i don't remember what it was i don't know but i'm playing i'm playing on easy because i heard normal was a beast i didn't move it down so I, whatever it's probably on normal yeah you you might want to move it down to easy because everyone that i've heard that's played normal gets about two nights into it and says forget this <laughs> it makes sense that's because that's actually when i stopped because i got to this puzzle and oddly enough i got to the very top and I could see the exit, and I could not get over to it. And I, I had like eight continues or eight retries, use them all, and wow. die. <laughs> well, see, I mean, because the only reason I say that, unless you like really suck at puzzle games, but um, I'm playing on easy, and I breeze through the whole thing. Like I, I'm, I think I'm on like night seven right now or six. I don't really remember. I haven't played in a while, but. Yeah, I got, you know, golds on the first two or three nights, and then, you know, just breezed right through the rest of it. I had a few problems here and there, but I never actually got stuck. Yeah, I haven't... So you might be at normal. Yeah, probably. Is there um, that big of a leap between easy and normal? Know, I, from what I've heard, there really is. It's like you have less time to figure it out. They, they, the way they space the blocks, 
like you don't have like a lot of the times you have like certain techniques you have to repeat in one level to get up to the top and I guess in the harder difficulties they throw different kinds of techniques you need to use at you because when you're in that like lobby before you enter a, a, a puzzle level there's all the sheep that teach you the techniques you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah um and you, you kind of notice like you go into one you, you do all those techniques you learned yeah, I try. I mean, well, right, but you I, try to I have a terrible can. memory, so yeah. <laughs> I, by the time I get to the actual puzzle, I kind of forget how they told me to do it. Right, but on the harder difficulties, they throw more of those at you that you actually have to apply and use. They force you to use them. I can only imagine. Yeah, so <laughs> you might want to start over and drop down to, to easy if you want to enjoy it. But what do you think of the like the choice system in that game? It's a... Uh, I don't even know how it works, really. Well, I mean, it's just, it's either good or bad, and a lot of the times, I think it's to do with the translation, but you you don't know, like, you say something, you're like, oh, boy, I hope that's good, because that's what I mean to be, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just the, the translation is a little fuzzy at some points. I can't think of a good, you know? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Is it is the conversation system similar to uh, something out of uh, Mass Effect? Oh no, oh no, no, no. It's uh, um, pretty much all you do is like the only time you actually are talking to people outside of like the puzzle thing is you're in a bar and you're sitting at a table with you know your three friends and you can talk to them and all you can do is just press X to talk and you can the guy says stuff and stuff sometimes stuff happens and you get little like one choice or the other and and you can get up and walk around, and there's no, there's never like branching dialogue trees. It's really, really basic. All right, because you said, um, oh man, what I, you said something about uh, the whole like uh, when uh, it, it just reminded me of like how when Shepard gets a choice, you, you know, actually, certain... actually, it is, it is actually a lot like that because before you go into each puzzle level, they drop down these two little like, you know strings i don't know what they are like ropes to pull and, yeah and it's it, it's good or bad except it doesn't really do a good job of telling you which one's which because i think it's they normally like ones on the right ones on the left but they switch it up from time to time and sometimes the the clear good answer isn't always you know what you might think and i think that's because of the translation yeah and after you you know make your choice then there's a little meter at the bottom and it swings one way or oh, the other doesn't it feel just awful when it swings the wrong way that you want it to <laughs> holy yeah. crap it's just like whoa whoa and it just <laughs> and it just shit. it doesn't really do as much as it looks like it does but oh man it's just crushing yeah and then afterwards they'll give you uh, a breakdown of what the community all chose uh, yeah i don't i mean that's kind of a cool feature but it's just like you know if that's how you're going to use online implementation in that game it's just kind of like who cares yeah, that's true. <laughs> but do you, right, so, gonna, do you think you're going to stick with it, or are you going to? Uh, I will. I it's it's just a matter of finding time for it. Yeah, I, I just I don't even I can't tell you why I stopped playing that game. I can just pick it up and probably play it right now if I wanted to. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, it's just Madden's kind of taking all my free time right now. I kind of want to finish up this franchise, but I'll definitely get back to it. Yeah, well, I guess uh, are y'all done with your games now, or? That's it for all me. Right, well, I'll quickly go into mine. I guess, as far as PlayStation games are concerned, the only game I've really been playing lately is uh, Renegade Ops. It's a downloadable title on PSN. It just came out last Tuesday. Um, it's made by the, I think it's Avalanche Studios. It's the same people that make the Just Cause games. Um, basically, it's a, it's a twin-stick shooter. I mean, I've used this comparison before. I mean, think like a little bit of Borderlands with Super Stardust HD. I mean, basically, you 
your your vehicle, you can choose four characters, and you, you know each character has their own abilities, kind of like Borderlands, where they have their, their their special move, and you know they all have their basic weapon, the machine gun. And you can pick up other ads and drafts while you play in the level, but you get objectives and you drive your car and you can shoot stuff and there's destructible buildings and all that good stuff and it's like a top-down perspective and you know you have missions and you know it's just like a lot of destruction and all that stuff how many players uh co-op can uh there's four there's two players split screen locally mm-hmm. which the, the perspective of that's kind of cool because if you're in the same frame of the screen it stays there's no split screen but then if one player wanders off it it like it cuts it in half, but it does it oh, towards cool. the perspective of the camera angle, so it stays centered. So like mm-hmm. if say like I'm in the dead center of the screen and I'm playing with Killa, and he decides to go like southeast, the the diagonal will go like, or there'll be like a diagonal section of the split screen, and it'll just it'll show the split screen like that, and it'll cut out the middle ground, but it'll still be in the same perspective, so you know which way you have to go to get back to your guy, based on the way the screen is split. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like cool. it. But I, I don't know how much I'll be playing in split screen. I don't know if it does that on the online play, but the online has four-player co-op. I'm guessing none of the other TPS crew has that right no, now. Nobody has it. And you guys- I'm, I'm thinking about buying it. I played the demo today. It's it's a lot of fun. It reminded me a lot of, uh, you know, Dead Nation on wheels. Yeah, but, you know. The combat's more fun in that game, I think. Yeah, it's a lot faster, way more open, um, uh, a lot quick, more rewarding. Quick question. Um, in Dead Nation, I'm constantly stopping because my finger's hurting because I'm mashing the shoot <laughs> button so much. Does that happen in Renegade Ops? Um, you shoot by pointing the right stick in the direction you want to shoot. Yeah, you you don't have to and then hit a button each, to fire. Your, your character has a special move where you press L1, but you only get that once every couple minutes. You have it like has to recharge. Like the girl I'm playing has an EMP blast, so mm-hmm. every couple minutes, I, if there's if I'm getting overwhelmed, I press L1 and it shoots a little pulse, kind of like the Matrix, and all the mechanical stuff goes all dumb and gets kind of goes out of commission for a few seconds. But then once you level that up, it starts to do damage and everything. So. You know, right. and then there's there's stronger weapons you can pick up like rocket launchers or rail guns or flamethrowers, and those are mapped to the R1 button. Oh, I got right. I got a quick question. Um, I noticed when I was playing the demo when when I first started, I had I'm I'm taking it was the basic machine gun attached. As I progressed through the level, something happened where my uh, my gun was shooting way faster and like three bullets in a row, oh, sure. and it was that's dealing a, crazy damage. A, there's little blue boxes you pick up from some enemies. Those are the machine gun pickups. There's blue boxes for machine gun. The green is health. And then the red is for ammo. I'm assuming it's for your secondary weapon. But all the nice, the cool thing is about when you get pickups, like, you know, in some games when you get, you see like random health packs, you just don't pick it up because you don't need it. In this game, if you pick it up, they apply it to your score, which is kind of cool. So oh, you nice. see health packs, you're like, oh man, you gotta go back and get it. Cause the game kind of does cool stuff with scores. Like, that's how they determine what, if you get, they have like, you know, gold, silver, bronze, and I think they might have some kind of like a platinum medal for each mission, because the game sets it up for a lot of replayability, because there's four different characters, and there's high scores, and there's damage streaks you can do, like there's a there's a trophy actually for um, if you had a damage streak of 50, and what the damage streaks are is after you kill like a car or a tank or something, based on how big it is, like if you have a damage streak times two, times one based on however big it is, and 
you have a, if you, you have to, if you keep killing stuff within this little bar that scrolls down, um, the damage streak goes up, and the most I've ever gotten is like eight or nine. So, you know, what's, be, what's the trophy for? It's for getting fifty, like a damage streak of fifty. Oh wow! Yeah, so I mean, you'd have to really accrue a lot of chaos, and I'm kind of wondering if I'm the. I wonder if co-op helps yeah, with if, that. Well, if that would be more, pretty if sweet. If there's more cars, but I'm only halfway through the game, so it could get to a point where, you know. There's more dudes to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you been playing anything else? Uh, yeah, they're not Sony stuff. I uh, I jumped on the Civ Five sale on Steam last weekend for twelve fifty. Can't get my stuff for missing that sale. Yeah, I mean it's. I heard a lot of uh, complaints about that game that it was you know too different from Civ Four. The little hexagon squares, not mm-hmm. not hexagon squares, the hexagon zones that were included that those weren't good and all that stuff but i don't know I, i'm still on my first game because those games take you know 20 years to do oh, <laughs> trust me i know <laughs> and, and I, I just did the you know i clicked tutorial learn how to play on the fly and i was like okay and set me up i was the ottoman empire and i was going against the americans and i didn't even see that those people until hours and hours into the thing they just put me on a medium-sized island and I was, you know, just doing my thing, and I was just like, oh, I'm playing against somebody? I was like, look at that. But, you know, the the game, it's just it's so much more streamlined than 4, I guess. Like, the menus are really clean. You always know what everything's going on, and it's easy to find out what's... I mean, it's, it's, it all boils down. It's still Civilization. If you like 4, 3, whatever one you've played, you're going to like this one. It's just it's all streamlined and a little more simple to navigate and to do stuff. Yeah, it's one of those series I always know I'm going to love, but I never get into it until like a year after the game comes yeah. out. Well, I mean, really, if you unless it's on sale, there's really not too much of a reason to buy it because, I mean, if you want if you want to scratch the Civilization itch, you can just play 4 or 3 or whatever the old ones you have. This is true. But, I mean, for 1250, I've been wanting to try it out for a long time, and it's one of the few Steam games that actually work on a Mac, so... I couldn't go, I just had to jump on it, and I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've been meaning to go back to it and play more, but it's not the kind of game where you can sit down and play it for a few minutes and leave. Oh, yeah, you need time. Yeah, I just haven't felt like doing that kind of gaming, but uh, I guess I'll move on from that game. And then the other games I've been playing have been 3DS games. I bought a 3DS, as you guys know, a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago because my DS died. And I, yeah, how's that treating you? Oh, it's great. I love it. You know, it's it. I actually don't know how much I really want a Vita right now because. <laughs> oh just, no! Like, I was just thinking, I'm like, do I really need another handheld? I mean, this one's perfectly fine, but I know I'm gonna be suckered into getting one when it comes out. Well, you got Uncharted Day One, that game Escape Plan. I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm working through Ocarina of Time right now. I'm I'm on the Forest Temple, so I'm not too far in, but. I did spend a lot of time as I was a kid, you know, doing all the extra stuff before I turned into the, before I grabbed the Master Sword, so. But, you know, that, that game's still great. The 3D is, it's, you know, out of all the 3DS games I've seen or played, that's the best implementation of 3D I've seen. I mean, it's really subtle, but when you're just walking around the forest or, you know, Hyrule, like the plains and everything, it's just, you know, stuff will just subtly fly up at you, and it's just, the way they cleaned that game up, it's really impressive. And it's yeah, I saw um, I saw a screenshot of uh, them comparing the original N64 to um, to the 3DS, and I was pretty impressed with how much they uh, they uh, you know fixed up all the little graphics and made it all nice and neat. Yeah, well, and then I'm just 
past moving past the graphics, the gameplay is a lot improved too, or much improved. It, it, uh, you know, it's the way that they put they map some of the buttons or all of the buttons rather to the to the touch screen, so you have extra buttons to press. So if you need to change items or anything like that, it can be done on the fly. That you don't have to go on the menu and switch out of stuff. And it's just, you know, they just made it seem like much a much more modern game. So I mean, it, it feels like I'm playing a brand new game right now. Like I, I mean, oh, how did um. How do they u- utilize the two screens in that? Um, well, your uh, all your like all your map and your health and everything. Pretty much the top screen is just the game. There's no there's no interface. It's just you know you're just playing the game and all the interface stuff is on the touch screen. Nice. I like that. I, yeah. I like that idea very much. Yeah. The only thing that's throwing me for a loop though is I I'm such a big nerd that I have all the the ocarina songs memorized for the 64 controller and it's really throwing me off because they map it for the ds buttons and i'm just like i have to look at the the song map every time but when i play something because i don't know it and i still can't get used to it yeah i remember having all those songs memorized yeah but that was anyway. a good game yeah, good just, times but i'm i'm plugging away on that and then i also just picked up Star Fox 64 and i'm liking it because it's Star Fox 64 but i'm not as impressed by the port now what's wrong with it? Yeah, it's just the 3D is kind of just like whatever, and there's just not much to it. It's just kind of like, hey, you can play Star Fox. <laughs> How much are 3DS games? They're forty. Sorry. They're forty, but you can find price. They're pretty good deals on them. I I got them. Buy one get one free. Okay. Not, nice. No, I, I use buy one get one half off. Sorry, in this book. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. 3D. No, no, no. That's oh, all right. Him either. He doesn't care. <laughs> I was just wondering uh, if uh, if the graphics are way improved, like uh, um, Ocarina of Time. You know, I I think like the the field of view, like how far, like depth perception, like how far you can see into the space or the level is a lot is much improved. Like you can you can see stuff. Everything's a lot more clear, and the edges to all the you know buildings and ships and everything are a lot more defined. But I mean, I'd have to go back and play it, but it looks nice. Yeah, I'd I'd definitely have to go back and play because I remember all I can remember from that game is um, when I think of graphics, I think um, you know uh, as far as depth goes, very foggy. You know, yeah, it, it's not foggy at all. I mean, it looks they cleaned it up in that regard. I mean, I guess I didn't notice any bad graphics, so it wasn't it didn't bother me. I was just like, okay, I'm playing Star Fox. But the only thing that really bothered me about that game, even though it's really not that big of a deal. Okay, when you guys play like a flying game, you you invert the controls, right? I don't. Um, I do not. Really? You, you you like pressing up and going up? I do. I love oh, it. Oh God, that that's the default setting for that game, and I couldn't figure out how to change it for like it took me like fifteen minutes to figure it out, and I was like, oh maybe I can stick with it. And I'm like, this is so awkward. Like you don't fly like this. I don't think I've ever. Oh, uh, you know you know what the worst for me is, if I play a game and I and you know I start playing it and I realize you know I keep messing up. Because the controls are inverted or or whatever, and then I'll go to change it, and then I'll get even more screwed up because I already, you know, I'm like semi used to those other controls. So I just I always tend to leave the controls alone and just play the game as is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I because what they do is as soon as you turn on the game, they pop you down for a trial run, and they're like, "Oh, are these, are these controls good?" And I was like, "No, they aren't." And they're like, "Oh, okay, well." And have fun. And I was like, no, where, how do you, give me stuff to change the controls. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I just beat my first run. I actually, you know how they have all the branches, like the hard branch and the easy branch and the 
indecisive branch down the middle in that game. Yeah, I can't remember. Well, whatever. I did, the hard, I did the hard branch, and I beat that today. It was fun. I'll probably jump nice. back in and do the easier stuff later, but that's a good chance. It's a good game, so I'm having fun with it, but that uh, pretty much wraps up what I've been playing. Yeah, well, I guess we should move on to our, our next topic. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming games this October, what we're looking forward to, what we aren't looking forward to, games that some people are excited for and are going to suck. They might be called Dark Souls. Uh, uh, 3D, you want to uh, kick us off? Right, I'll get right into it. Um, October 4th is a very big day. Um, got NBA 2K12, Dark Souls, and Rage. Right, um, well, two feel, weeks free to, feel free to uh, talk about any of them if you want, if you're going to buy them or what your thoughts are. Oh, well, I figured we, uh, we'd do the list first and then talk. Or do you want to talk about them as we do the list. Hey man, yeah. whatever you want to do. Alright, well um let's let's do the list. Let's do it. Uh, then we moving down to the eighteenth, we got Batman Arkham City, Ratchet and Clank all for one. And then uh after one week after that, the twenty fifth is Battlefield three. Pretty good month. Oh yeah, definitely. Very packed. Um and that that's not even all the games. Those are just pretty much the sort of major players. Sort of ones we're all getting, you know. Um, so Dark Souls, definitely want to talk about that one. <laughs> um, well, I just I just wanted to say that uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that one, simply because it's you know as everyone's been talking about in previews and whatnot, it's more of Demon Souls. But what's got me more excited about it is I'm really really hoping they fix the online components, which is one thing I knew you had. A major issue with, and I, I mean, dude, it. I definitely feel you on that one. I heard they didn't fix it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what, where did you read this? I read it's the exact same system. Oh, hopefully man. I read that wrong. That is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely a disappointment. I, I, read, mean, I read they're still invading. There's still the need to be yeah. dead to go into somebody else's game. There's no voice <laughs> chat still. Oh, well, I see it. I don't have an issue with the voice chat. I mean, yeah, it can be a slight problem because there are definitely certain points where you want to talk to your, uh, your co-op-y. See, there, that's, but where, that's where it's cool that it's coming out on the 360 because if you wanted to buy the game on the 360, you could just party yeah. chat and that would be the end of that. Or you, you could always, you know, just do Skype over the computer. You could do that too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Wow, you're promoting Skype. <laughs> Yeah, for, for those of you watching listening to this, poor we did this, this guy went on a little tirade about how he didn't want to sign up for Skype for no reason at all. So. I, got, I got too many accounts to deal with yeah, here, right? Yeah, I think the man's out to get him. He doesn't want his name out there too much. So. <laughs> anyway, Moving on, unless you still want to talk about that stupid Dark Souls game. Well, I just want to say, all that being said, uh, I did enjoy Demon's Souls, so I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I just I, I wanted to add on to that that... Um, you know, that's that's definitely a disappointment that it's the same system. I might, mean, you know, it might not be. I just read something. It was like a forum thing saying like, "Oh, they didn't fix anything," and I was just like, "Ha ha, this game's gonna suck." But you know. <laughs> well, I mean, if if it is the same, that's definitely gonna be a disappointment because a lot of people definitely had a lot of issues with connecting with friends, you know, co-oping with them, and then once you actually got a game going, somebody invaded you and destroyed you, and it, it is sort of a mess. I mean, definitely an innovative idea, definitely a cool idea, but it it, it has issues to be worked out. You know, I just, 
for a game that came out in 2009, whenever the heck it came out. It, I, you, you can't have an online system like that. That was just, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't get past it, and I just had. I mean, you guys both know. I, I just got, I had the yeah. worst experience in that game, and it totally turned me off from it. And you were by far the most invaded person of all time in Demon Souls history. Yeah, yeah, you got some bad luck there. I mean, I know they're they're worried about making the difficulty all like hardcore and stuff, but you should be able just to. I mean, if you're gonna make it multiplayer, this should make it as a nice, easy way to pair up with your friends and play. And not be invaded. I mean, if that's the feature you're gonna say on the box, like, oh, play in this huge world with everybody else playing. Don't make it a pain to do it. Don't. It's not, you don't want it to be like yeah, teeth. Exactly. Like, I mean, how many how many times are we sitting there just like, okay, well, maybe this will work if we do this or. You know, we have to be at this level to do it. And, oh, crap, here comes the guy to kill us. Now we have to, one of us has to be alive, and the other has to be dead. It was just, uh, you know, forget it. Yeah. I, have, I have other things to spend my time on. We're <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Right, um, you guys want to talk about uh, NBA 2K12? Uh, not really, besides the fact that I think it's dumb they're making a game when there won't even be a season. <laughs> yeah, um... I, I doubt we missed the whole season, but uh, I'm hearing now that the game's going to come out without the rookies in it or something like that. Yep. And that's well, uh, that's like one of the biggest selling points of the, of buying the new game. Yeah. Game. And, and plus, when the when the I know that this isn't really that big of a deal because you can always update it with a patch or whatever. But you know, the rosters aren't going to be updated at all. They're just going to be the rosters at the end of the year last year, except all the NBA is legally allowed to show. Yeah. So I mean, basically, you could you're just playing a game with a different number on the box. Yeah. So basically, it's just two K eleven. Yeah. But then we just go back to like, aren't all sports games like that? And what's the difference? And some people just like having a new box in their hand with their new features. But and then you could counter by saying, you know, why don't they just release a DLC update? And then you could say, why don't they do that for all games? So it's just kind of even without even with the lockout, it's just the same old, same old. I think. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, I think. Games like this give real cause to the whole argument of why are we paying sixty dollars for this? You know, mm-hmm. I'm part of the problem every year. I, <laughs> I get it. I buy Madden. I buy NBA 2K games every year, so no, I got I got no room to complain. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. It doesn't really bother me, but it's just like you know, because I mean, if you don't want to buy it, then don't get it. You know, you're not forced to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's times where I'm just like, I'm not going to play Madden or NBA or whatever, so I just don't buy it. And, you know, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I wish I had that, but then, you know, is it worth that much money? And if it is, it is, and if it's not, whatever, so. See, that's what that's what bugs me. I mean, you guys know I'm not, I'm not a sports gamer, but uh, even then, like, I definitely like to see a substantial update to a game. You know, don't give us the same thing. You know, give it new things, new updates, new features, all yeah, that that's, stuff. That's you know? walking. Sometimes if they change too much, you're walking a, a kind of a tightrope, though, because yeah, you don't true, want you don't to change yeah. too much. Because if you have a good product out there already, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to fix. But then that, that's a risk you have to take, really. Because I mean, yeah, is yeah. it worth it to get stale? Sure, yeah, you'll yeah. sell copies. Yeah, but but it's it's all along the fine line, though, where you have to yeah, you have to say you know, it's a catch twenty two. Well, I mean, you have to stay with popular. So it's like, because if you change it, people will be like, "Oh, it's not the same game as last year. Don't buy that crap." And but if you don't change, it, people are like, "Oh, it's the same game as last year." So 
Well, yeah, it's, it's, you just got to find a happy medium to make the most money. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Moving on, I think we got what Rage coming up on the same day. Yeah. yeah, Rage is the final game for the fourth. Um, you guys aren't getting that one, right? No, I just don't have any desire. I'll just play Borderlands 2, and that's cool. <laughs> yeah, well, Borderlands 2 is 2012, so... Well, I guess I'll play that in 2012. Yeah, I'm, act- I'm just, uh, I'm simply excited for Rage, purely for, uh, you know, it's an id game. Id has been known for first-person shooters for how long now? You know, um, I'm not the biggest first-person shooter guy, but you know, uh, I do like... Quick. Huh? I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I just want, I think it's kind of funny, the three games you've talked about on this podcast so far. Or first-person shooters. Resistance 3 and Deus Ex. <laughs> well, I got, like I got Dark Souls, Batman, Yeah, Ratchet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah I, failed, I failed to mention it when you talked about uh, <laughs> Resistance, but I was like, um, one of the reasons I didn't get Resistance was the fact that I didn't want to get burnt out on uh, first-person shooters before uh, Battlefield. That's the one. I'm skipping ahead, but that's the one I'm waiting for. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm I'm a little worried about it, because, I mean, you know, just got done with Resistance 3, and now I'm going to be moving on to Rage, and then a few weeks after that, straight into Battlefield 3. So it's it's definitely a worry, especially, you know... I've, but is, uh, is, is Rage really a game you need right now? Like, are you that excited for it? I honestly am, because, I mean, it's got, um, from what I've seen, it's got a pretty cool co-op system. The graphics are amazing. The weapons are really cool. The whole world is just gigantic and immersive, and the atmosphere looks amazing. You know, um, one uh, one guy who previewed it, some journalist who previewed it, he uh, he talked about how he got a, a limited amount of time to play the game, and he found himself more often just staring at the scenery and just absorbing it all because it was just it was beautiful, it was immersive, and it was just it looked stunning. And that's pretty much what I'm most excited for is just, you know, that Bioshock type feel where, you know, you just get fully immersed into that world and you buy into it 100% and you fully invest into each and every little tiny side story that there is all around. All right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy that game. But uh, I guess (laughs) the only thing I'll add was, uh, I don't know, I know 3D you watch it, but um, Breaking Bad, uh, Jesse Pinkman. In the fourth season. Oh, yeah. He plays Rage. And it's I kind actually, of funny um, because he plays it as a light gun game. Yeah, I, I found that funny. Um, I have not seen the fourth season yet, but I couldn't help myself. I had to catch that clip because you mentioned it, and I did. I thought it was really funny to watch there's actually, it. There's actually, that's like the game he plays whenever they're at his house in this season. He's, it's on in the background. It's just, it's total, okay. it's shameless product place, and it just says Rage. It's really big <laughs> on the TV screen. Yeah, that's, that's pretty shit. I thought the, the clip was interesting, though, because, I mean, it's doing a good job of promoting the game, but at the same time, it's doing a bad job, because if you're a gamer, you you know, light gun games are definitely not home console things. They're not, as far as I know, they're not that popular that, you know, people would be like, oh, my God, it's a light gun game. Yeah, but, I mean, the I don't thing know is, why they just didn't have a well, controller in his hand. The reason, did you watch season three, or the end of season three? Yeah, I saw the, um, I'm uh, well, assuming spoiler. that that's why. So, I mean, uh, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to match some imagery there, so. Yeah, I figure, but I mean, yeah, you could still, you know, I, if it was me filming, I would have put a controller in his hand, and basically, when he's having that sort of stressful moment, you know, those sort of flashes, 
at, at certain points it would flash into uh, a regular gun. Yeah, you know well, I mean, I don't think that the creators of Breaking Bad were too concerned about the, the likeness to Rage. And obviously, uh, it wasn't too mad. Well, but it wasn't too mad about them using the light uh, gun. So, move controller in his hand. They could have done that. Yeah. Well, you know, they didn't. Whatever. Actually, uh, in the other episodes where he's playing, he's using a 360 controller. So, there you go. (laughs) Wait, he's using a 360 controller for a PS3, or is it an actual 360? They um, don't show the system. He's just playing. uh, He's sitting on the couch playing it, and there's a 360 controller in his hand. So. Alright, so I was gonna say if, if there's a PS3 on the table, then that's a little funny. Anyway, let's let's move on. That's we don't need to talk. Uh, about that. what's next? Um, Batman. Who's getting it? I'm getting it, but I don't really know anything about it. I've been kind of ignoring all coverage of that game because I want to be surprised. Oh yes, that's uh, that's some wisdom right there. Uh, a lot of people are doing that, and I don't blame them for it. Because I mean, uh, yeah, the first Batman game came out, and what a great game. No one knew. What to expect, and the second you got your hands on it, you just fell in love with it. It was just a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm, that's one of the few, that and Uncharted Three are the two games I'm buying for sure, without a doubt. Day one, this fall, no questions asked, and everything well, else is just Uncharted kind of maybe. Three is a given for any PS3 owner. What? I mean, that's, that's not exactly true, but you know. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that more next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I probably will wait for Batman. Yeah. I love I love Arkham Asylum. I uh, I actually rented it. I didn't buy it, but I kind of felt bad that I didn't buy it because I did want to support them. But oddly enough, I probably won't buy Arkham City right away. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I I shouldn't buy it because I probably won't have time to play it right away, but I will. Yeah, I kind of feel bad, but I, uh, I'm i just looking forward to so many other games, yeah, so I'll probably me, pass. Believe me, they're going to make their money on that game without you, so. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely a, I like, um, I like where they went with it, because, I mean, you know, Arkham Asylum was sort of linear, sort of open world, sort of a perfect mix between both, and now it's sort of, um, it's it's definitely branching out on that idea, and it's doing it even further with the whole mission structure. They're not making it like, um, go here, do this. They're more making it like, all right, you got this, this, and this. Pick which one you want to do. You can do the others later, which I definitely like that. I like how they're doing the whole Riddler system, and I love how they're pretty much, they're including a lot of Batman's rogues gallery, which is really nice. Yeah, well, I hope they don't rock the boat too much, eh? If they just made, if they just made, you know, Arkham Asylum 1.5, I'd be completely happy. Oh yeah, it's definitely true, but I have faith in them. I I definitely think it's, you know, it's yeah. I'm just definitely going to be Arkham City 2.0, you know, or Arkham Asylum 2.0. I guess that's this is that's the one game this fall that I'm looking forward to. That I'm a little, I'm more kind of curious how it's going to turn out because it's got a big, it's got a lot to live up to. That's what I'm worried about. Hopefully, it can live up to expectations. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it does live up to all of our expectations and and beyond. Yeah, that's why I haven't been paying attention to it because I don't want to be let down like really hard. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Uh, all right. So, anything else this month? Next up, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. All for one, the four-player co-op game that I'm. I'm actually I'm pretty excited about. Really. Yes, I am. 
Do you have a problem with that? No, I'm just I'm just <laughs> laughing because you're like hard on this game. I'm what? You're like selling this game hard on me. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. I mean, you you have to get it. First off, it's a Ratchet and Clank game, so that's a no brainer right yeah, there. I'm not that big of a Ratchet and Clank fan, just to throw well, that out there. I mean, you got crazy weapons, awesome environments, decent story. You know, just fun platforming. I mean, what, what's there not to like? Well, nothing, but I'm just saying, I don't know if I want to spend $60 on that game. Well, yeah, I, I was with you until you said the story. The story's kind of nonsensical, but everything else I agree with. Oh, I agree, I agree. Yeah, too, that's why I say I mean, it's a decent story. It's not like the best out there. It's not like something that's going to, it's just going to be something that keeps pushing you forward. Yeah, all right, well, I'm just saying. But, well, here, let me, let me sell you on this game right now. All right, listen, um... You've played Ratchet and Clank. You know what it's all about. You've played it for how many games now? How many games do they have? What, six, seven I have games? played the PS3 ones. All right, so you played three games. Or what? Did you play Quest for Booty? I sure did. All right, so you played three games, and you pretty much, you know, Tools of Destruction, pretty much the same thing as a crack in time with, you know, a few different features. So you've gotten your fill, right? Now add in three other players with you, all new weapons that work together, and environments that challenge you, all four players at the same time. I mean, you, you played a bit of the beta with me, but we didn't get far enough to really do some of the co-op stuff. They have a bunch of stuff in there where you have to work together, like um, the swing shot. You can all hook together and swing over. You know, Maybe even if you're the top guy, you can drop down and kill everyone. There's... um. There's this little uh, gun that, you know, it, it's, it sort of sucks up all your partners and whatnot, and uh, you, uh, you can throw them across um, gaps, help them out, or you can just throw them straight off the level. You know, so it's just, there's a ton to do in there that's definitely straight-up co-op that is going to be lots of fun. Yeah, I agree, but I wonder um, how fun is this game going to be single-player, because... A lot of times I'll get on PL, PSN. I'm working like odd hours now, so somebody might not be on. It's kind of hard to get together and play co-op sometimes. So mm-hmm. if and I'm playing alone, how fun is it going to be? And for a game that might not have a good single player, fifty nine ninety nine is not worth it for me right now. Well, um, uh, I'm definitely I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Um, I'm a little worried about the single player as well. But I did see a um, a clip of it, and it looks it looks pretty much like a ratchet and get, ratchet and clank game, just with a ton of mini games. Hmm. I mean, those mini games they're very co-op friendly. They're very you know they're very attached to you guys doing things as partners. So it's very much a co-op game. So if you're playing it single player, you're gonna have fun with those sections, but not as much fun. With friends. Hey, man, I mean, I'm not dying. It doesn't look fun. It's just, you know, with all the other games coming out, I might not get it right away, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I don't blame you. Yeah, but let's move on, though. All right, uh, last one, Battlefield 3. Yep, that's a big one. Oh, yeah. Day one. With Modern Warfare 3, all over the Internet. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to buy one of those this year. I haven't decided yet. Which one are you leaning towards? I'm not leaning towards anyway. Uh, so you're 50-50. That would, what that, that's what that means. 
Are you pretty much waiting to see uh, what your friends are going to purchase? or No, I'm just waiting to see what I want to purchase. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's what's, what's going to sway your decision here? Whatever one I want to play more. <laughs> well, how, how, are you gonna, how do you decide which one, you know, what, well, what's... Okay, here's, here's my breakdown of it. I have um, Battlefield Bad Company 2. And I also, the most recent uh, Call of Duty game I've bought was Modern Warfare 2. I like both of them, but I like them both for different reasons. Uh, Battlefield, um, I'm just strictly talking multiplayer here. I could care less about the campaign for any of these games. Um, the Battlefield multiplayer was a lot more tactical, and I liked having the vehicles, and the. I thought the upgrade system with the leveling was a lot more um, engaging and you know, like you worked towards stuff that actually mattered and felt like you actually accomplished something, whereas in Call of Duty, the perks are, they're all really front-loaded, so everyone has an equal chance to stay in combat, but I felt in Battlefield they do a better job, you know, balancing it all out, so everyone has a chance to, you know, do well in combat, but the reason I kind of like Call of Duty more is it's just, like, big, dumb fun. I mean, my favorite shooter of all time is uh, Time Splitters 2 or... Future Perfect, you know, it's it's like GoldenEye, just, it's just stupid fun, like, I don't need realism, I just need fast, twitchy action shooting, and just being able to shoot guys in the face with your brain turned almost all the way off, so I guess it's just going to be a spur-of-the-moment thing, I could buy one, I could buy both, I might buy none, so, we'll see. <laughs> well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I definitely agree with you on the differences between the games, and that's why... That's why I'm leaning towards Battlefield 3 this year. I definitely want something with more um, more thought behind it, more, you know, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have my teammate watch my back sort of thing. Whereas in, you know, uh, from, I got Modern Warfare 2, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was a lot of fun to run around like a jackass and just shoot everything in sight. But, you know, so I, I just, I want something more, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I guess... The reason I might go towards Modern Warfare is because all the other games that come out this fall are just, like, serious, you know. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, it's just, you know, big, dumb action game. We'll see. I might not buy anything. We'll see how much money I have or what my budget or game time is like. So we'll see. Killer, you want to add anything about Battlefield? No, not really. I'm just pretty much, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, He's going to buy it. I kind of have to draw a line in the sand between that and Call of Duty. And I realized that... My brother will probably get Call of Duty anyway, so I may as well so you, go back. You're going to have the best of both worlds? Most likely. Yeah, well, aren't you lucky? But uh, let's, <laughs> let's move on here. All right, so I guess our third and final uh, topic here will be our news section. Yeah, we're not, we, don't, we don't really have too much in-depth for you, but we just pulled a few things that... We're going to talk about before we finish up, but uh, I guess we'll kick off that uh, kind of a big story today was uh, Netflix is deciding to split its services apart from the streaming is going to stay Netflix. It's going to probably, they didn't really specify on pricing, but I imagine it's still going to be eight bucks a month and, you know, you're still going to have. They did say that the pricing would stay the same. They mentioned that they already changed it once. They won't do it again. All right, well... Uh, yeah, they lost enough people off of that. Yeah, I actually got an email today because I canceled my Netflix. Actually, I'm using my sister's streaming right now, and it was a, because I canceled. I got an email saying, hey, you know, we're sorry that, you know, we, we betrayed your trust or something like that, and, it, you know, we didn't have the humility to, you know, actually tell you what we were doing, and we're very sorry, and we hope that we get you back. 
Oh really? Yeah. I got the I got an email. Uh, I'm still with Netflix, and I got an email from the co-founder saying that, uh, yeah, basically we screwed up, and this is our plans for the future. Yeah, but um, anyway, let's get let's get back to breaking down what they're gonna do. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna switch. They're still gonna have the disk service, but they're gonna separate that into a different. I mean, it's still the same company, but it's gonna be called something different. The name is Quickster. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people on the internet today were making fun of that name, but I don't really <laughs> care. I mean, whatever. It's just what it's, it's called. It's a name. I mean, it's Netflix, a service. I mean, Netflix is a goofy name too, but you just get used to it. Same thing with Vita. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But um, the nice thing about that is uh, they haven't said how much it's going to cost, but they're going to have um, video games that you can rent. I'm actually I'm I'm going to go ahead and, and just assume that they're going to do the same pricing as their uh, Netflix regular discs. Oh, you know, I, I don't know about that. Well, here's the thing: they are a little higher, like ten bucks. But I, I don't really see it getting any higher Ooh, than that. Honestly, uh, I think you're they've, wrong. They've already, they've already said that it's going to be like an add-on. I don't know if you guys used the, the disc-based service before, but in order to get a Blu-ray, um, when they first started out, I think it was a buck, and then they moved it up to two, two bucks. bucks. Yeah, it's, 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 it's for one disc with video games. I think it's going to be sixteen ninety-nine. Well, see, that's what they're going to do. They said that it's going to be your movies is going to be one price, and then if you want to put games into it, it's going to be like that Blu-ray charge. Not the same charge, but an additional charge yeah, to your So, um, wait, do they do... Are they going to do um, games only? Like, if if you wanted... If you didn't want the Netflix movies, but you wanted games, and you didn't want Gamefly, so you went to Netflix for games, mm-hmm. would you be able to do that? I don't believe so. I think it's going to be just like the adding the Blu-ray service to it. Yeah. You know how you still have DVDs, but you can also get Blu-rays if you want. All right, so then yeah, I could definitely see like a sixteen to twenty dollar price oh, range for that. I, I, you you can be pretty sure that they're gonna slide the price either right at or right under what the GameFly price is. Yeah, I mean, if it was games alone, no movies attached, I could definitely see them doing the same pricing as their disc. But seeing how it's an add-on, you know, they're definitely gonna charge you for that. Well, you know, all I hope is because what I would like to do if I get the service I want. You know, I'll probably have a disc, you know, make two discs, or I'll have a game and a movie, however they break it up. But I want to have separate queues. Like, if I have two discs, I don't want it to just be all one disc thing where it'll send you the, the first game or the first movie available. Because I might, I don't want two games at my house, you know what I mean? This yeah. is the issue I have with um, Gamefly. And if Netflix can solve this, I'm switching in a heartbeat. I hate putting games in my queue and them getting skipped over because... They don't have them. Right. That happens right. too often. There's low availability mm-hmm. for so many games. Yeah. And, and well, see that that's I definitely see that being a problem at the start. But you know Netflix. Uh, yeah, but they when have, I, when they I have first so many distribution centers though, I don't think it's going to be true. a problem. But I mean, when when Netflix first started and I first got it, there were quite a few times where my next in line got skipped over because they didn't have enough product. But you know that has yeah, that hasn't not, happened in for forever now. I'll tell you what, it's not like that anymore because everyone dropped their Netflix. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. Except for me. Yeah, I mean, um, but you know, I mean, for me, I'd switch to the Netflix or the the Quickster service because there's no the, the nearest uh, GameFly 
like the what's what's it called? The place where they get the games. The um, distribution distribution center. center. Thank you. Um, the closest one to me is like a couple states over. It's in Pennsylvania. So it, it takes it takes forever. I, I mail a game. Pennsylvania and it's like, is closer to me than it is to you. Right, but it's <laughs> it, it takes three days to get to check the game in, and then there's three games for it to get or three days to, for it to get to me. And it's like when it's all said and done, I end up playing one game a month, and it's just like you know, it's it's almost not worth it. So I mean, if they can deliver a faster service with a good selection, I'm sold. It's like done. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I have a center here and um, well, close in Austin, which isn't too far from Houston. Right. Yeah. But the the thing was like for a while, GameFly had this service with um, United States Postal Service where they would scan it, and hey, that you know, same actually, thing. They, they did that for uh, for every, when I returned DSX. The, oh, so they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. It's only on select games, though. Oh, huh? It, That's it, weird. It, it'll say when you when you rent a game, there's a little button on the side saying this this game qualified or has the the U.S. Postal Service you know marker. Because it, it sent the next game really quick, and then like a couple days ago, or today actually, I got an email saying, we just received Day Attacks, and I'm like, well, I thought you shipped that game last week. Yeah, see that, I used to love that, but I can never, it's been like years since yes. it worked for me. Yeah, but it's still there, and they just must not do it for everything. Well, that stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some of the older games, they uh, they took it off. Well, that makes no well, sense. Yeah, because I I get mostly uh, <clears throat> recent games. I <clears throat> excuse me. I kind of trick the system and I'll <clears throat> delete everything. Oh, hold on one second. <clears throat> oh wow. Excuse me. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to cough in your ear. <laughs> but okay. um, yeah, I delete everything in my queue and then I'll put um just the game that's getting ready to come out the day before it comes out, and they always send it to me. It's really strange. Yeah, it might take a few extra days, but, you know. Well, no, I usually get, like, if, you know how games are released on Tuesdays? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, they usually ship them to me on Monday, so I'll get them on, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Cool. It's not bad. Sweet. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of potential with the size of Netflix, and, I mean, they're definitely hurting since kind of... Yeah, they definitely that. need something to get yeah. a lot of people back. I know, I'm definitely going to check it out, simply because... I dropped my GameFly service a while back, and that was that was money issues. Um, I've been definitely looking to pick it back up just for the, the backlog of games that I want to play. So with Netflix now, it's a, just going to be a simple upgrade, and Man, I'll definitely be happy with that. You're going to have a backlog with all the games you buy, let alone getting a rental service. Seriously. <laughs> you, you think I can't handle all those oh, games? Oh, yeah, you know what? You can, but... <laughs> um, Anyway, but that's about all I have for Netflix. How about you guys? Yeah, I think we beat that one to death. I guess one thing I will add <laughs> before we stop is they said in the email that they wrote me that they're working to improve their, their streaming service. I mean, I will be a lifelong subscriber if they have, like, legit... Yeah, I heard... Um, if, they go, if they go hard into that streaming service and actually have a ton of good stuff, I mean, that's all. I mean, that would be that awesome if you can stream anything. Like, I've actually... I've been contemplating this because I... Because of the recent developments with netflix i switched over to purely disc based because i knew i'd be able to get all the shows all the movies i wanted the reason i stopped doing the streaming was i wasn't sure how you know i wasn't sure if it would be worth it because i don't always use the streaming i use it rarely you know maybe i used it once a month or so 
But then, of course, after that all happened, I had heard that they were working a lot on buying the licenses and all that crap for uh, to get more recent, more popular stuff streamed. Okay, let me ask you guys this. How much would you pay per month if they had anything on-demand streaming? The new movies, shows, new shows, anything. Anything streaming. How much would you pay per month? Oh, I'd pay, uh, I'd pay a good $10. <laughs> That's it. I wouldn't pay much more than ten bucks. Yeah, really. I'm not, I'm not, a, you know, a huge movie or TV guy anymore like I used to be. So it's nice to have, but it's not something that I necessarily need to have. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me, if they like that would just replace cable. I mean, if you just could stream yeah, it, basically. I mean, I would pay, you know, a pretty good chunk per month. I mean, anything that would just lower it to my cable bill, like twenty, thirty, forty bucks a month. I mean, if they had anything. Mm-hmm. You know, is anything at the tip of your fingers? I mean, done. But that would be so hard to do with all the licensing. Yeah, they'd have to jack up the if, price. If they could pull it off, though, that would be uh, it would be pretty good service. Uh-huh. I, I mean, they're working to getting as close to that as possible, but we'll see. But let's move on. We're, we've talked about that enough. <laughs> we got any more news? Yeah, I guess the, the last little thing we'll talk about is you know I don't really know exactly what happened here, but um, PlayStation or Sony said that they were releasing Chrono Trigger in Final Fantasy VI. As PS1 Classics under the PlayStation Store tomorrow. And now they decided that they're not going to do that, or they never meant to. Oops. They never meant to? Yeah. <laughs> that was their wording. I don't know what the wording was. But no, their, their wording was, unfortunately, PlayStation updated their release calendar. We incorrectly reported Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger coming to PSN this Tuesday. They are not. We apologize for the error. Yep. Oh, so they'll be coming at a later date then? Yes, they're still coming. Oh, all right. Okay, so. well then, fine. I mean, I wouldn't buy either because I have ways to play those games in other systems, you know. I actually, um, I'm definitely looking forward to buying Chrono Trigger because I haven't played it in a long time. Oh, I don't the, own my original copy. That's the PS1 version, though. That one's not as good. Well, it's still, it's Chrono Trigger. Yeah. It's a good game. It's fun. I'll I didn't play it. that version, so I can't comment on that. The menus are sloppy, the load times are bad, and those PS1 classics are just, you get what the PS1 game is. Yeah, I, I can deal with that. I mean... I'm just saying, there's better versions out there. That's true, but, you know... That's why I, yeah, like, I, I saw that, and I was like, whatever, I wouldn't touch that version. You know, anyways... I'm so. actually, I'm, I'm, what I'm most looking forward to on PSN, which I believe comes out... Um, when does it come out? Obviously, it comes out on Tuesday. I think it's the 27th. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the 27th. Oddworld, <laughs> Stranger's Wrath. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that a few days ago. Never played yeah. Oddworld. Whatever. I actually, I played all of the uh, original Oddworld games, and then they went strictly to Xbox with their last game, which was Stranger's Wrath. Where they and, went to die. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I was very disappointed that they went to uh, Xbox, because I only had... PS2 at the time, and I was dying to play that game. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's about it for today. Phil, yeah. you got anything for us? Uh, well, I guess we'll just wrap it up here. Um, if you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns, you can email us at podcast at psnconnection.com. Uh, that's podcast at psnconnection.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter, PSN Connection. And uh, you can follow us individually. I'm Killa underscore Assassin. 
I'm Daydream Drooler. And I am the Matt V, then the number one. Alright, so I guess I'll about wrap it up for us today. Alright. Thanks, guys, for joining me, joining us. Thank you. Alright, we'll be back with another podcast soon.